I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm an actor, producer, writer, and I'm also an introvert. And this is the Introvert's Guide too. Before we get started, why don't we tell you how you can get a hold of us? You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Introvert Guide 2, the number 2. You can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you have a question you want us to answer or you want to give feedback about the show, you can reach us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. Also, if you like the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a rating and a comment. Your ratings and comments help new people find the show. I'm sure this has happened to you. You're at work mm-hmm. and uh, somebody sidles up to you. No. They're, they've got their coffee in their hand. You're like, you're just thinking, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. And they say, did, did, did you catch the, the, the hockey game last night? Oh, right. Oh, no. Yeah, it's uh, that it's small talk time at the office. And I mean, you know what? I also get stressed at like when I get a coffee shop, when I go to a coffee shop and the barista, the people behind the counter, they are trying to be so friendly. Oh, yeah. They're really trying. And I, I appreciate it. But I I. I yeah, oh. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And it's like, it's just, I I smile, nod my head, and like I try to keep my answers as short as possible so that way they get the message that I'm not going to talk to you. But I just feel so darn rude. I know. I feel terrible about it. And they'll always be like, you know, they're smiling, they're friendly, and, and you're just thinking, I just, I just need to get out of this situation right now. Give me the caffeine and walk yeah. away. I just, you know, and they'll they'll try to engage you. Hey, you know, do, do, what, what about the sports thing or the, you know, what are you up to today? You know, and you're just like, I this is not a question I'm prepared to answer. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready. <laughs> are we ever ready though? Chances are I have not really had a coffee, but that's not really my excuse. <laughs> my excuse is that I just don't want to have this conversation. It's it's torturous. Small talk mm. has to be one of the most torturous things that I've ever experienced while socializing. And it's funny because, you know, I think it is ingrained as a thing that you do. And I you know, we've all done it. Even even introverts like us have done it. Oh yeah. When you're trapped and you have nothing else to say and you're like, um, okay, we'll go with this. So what do you do? Oh yeah. And that it just The the situation is awkward already as it is. It's bursting with that awkward tension. And I find my mind is like a Rolodex and tries to find conversations to talk about. If I can't find anything in like the next like three seconds, I immediately jump to, so Facebook, it's like really, it's really lit up, isn't it? (laughs) Like that's all I can say. Yeah. And then that's actually the exact same that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty out there. It's funny how, how, you know, what used to be like, so how about those, that, whatever it has started. So Facebook or so Twitter, huh? (laughs) Things are crazy there. (laughs) Things are getting rowdy. I guess, I guess right now it's, it's like, um, well, um, how about that Tumblr situation? You say, (laughs) no, just can we, (sighs) I know there's not, there's, there's no remedy to it. 
it's, no. it's just, there's no growth in this conversation. There's nothing of substance or depth to it. And it's just, I'm, I'm grazing the surface of something so shallow and it, mm-hmm. it's painful. I, I mean, what else is there to say? <laughs> I, the, so I was like, I had a moment. I was like, okay, so small talk, what, how would we define small talk? And so I was like, I did, you know, what we do is you Google it. Of course. What is small talk? Um, and uh, dictionary.com says, uh, it's a polite conversation about unimportant or uncontroversial matters, especially as engaged on social occasions. That's, that's a pretty good definition. I'd also like to add in there that it's one that doesn't, it, it doesn't go very far with the expectancy that we're not expected to talk very long. It's like, it's just noise filler. No, it is. It is. It is definitely filler, and it's definitely um, this is a short conversation that I'm engaging in for a short period of time. Um, interestingly, as I googled it, one of the things that came up, I saw a link to an Urban Dictionary definition. Oh, I love them! An Urban Dictionary is always is always mm-hmm. uh, entertaining, um, and I I like this one. Small talk conversations about nothing that make you waste your breath, time, and energy, and ask and ask <laughs> why me. People with low intelligence usually make small talk because they do not want to want you to realize how stupid they are. Small talk is why people have become dumb, conformed, and useless. Small talk is a way for nosy people to try to find out who you are. And when they do not find out who you are, they keep the small talk going, leading to infinite small talk about nothing of substance. What's better than small talk? Dentist. What's better than small talk? Falling asleep on the on the subway with an open purse. That was savage. This definition was clearly written by a fed up <laughs> someone introvert. lost it couldn't do it anymore oh geez i then, oh. this introvert was riding the train and somebody said so how about that weather and this guy was just he lost it and the way that he dealt with it was he, he went home and wrote a urban dictionary definition you have to be pretty upset about it i mean like i get it though the worst situation i have ever quite frankly ever have been involved in with small talk i work in i used to i used to work in one of those box stores so they were standalone stores you know the smart shopping centers and we were going through one of the worst snow squalls i have ever seen in my life right it was, I mean, like it must've been three feet up the door. We were trapped in. There was nobody in this building for like two hours and it was me and my boss and I couldn't already talk to her as it was. It was just already weird because like, it, it's just employer. We had nothing in common Yeah. and there's only so many clothes you can fold uh, before the store just looks immaculate. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Her being the conversationalist that she was, we talked about the weather for a good half hour. Mm. I had no idea what to say other than, yeah, this snowfall's pretty bad. That was my own personal hell right there. It was terrible. You know, yeah, I mean, it's it's when you're trapped that it becomes a thing. Like when you're on, I don't know, you're on a bus somewhere taking a trip or you're on a plane or something like that, mm-hmm. and the person beside you is just going on. Oh. And all you want to do is be like, I just want to put my headphones back in and pretend you don't exist, but you can't do it because you're too polite. Yeah, we're, we're too nice of people sometimes. Like what can you say about small talk except that it's torturous? And yet 
it is a thing mm-hmm. that is socially acceptable. That's just that's just it. Is it feels so obligatory. I mean, I'm one of those people yep. that overshares as it is. I'm an overshare. It's mostly that's that's just the way my anxiety goes. I say so much. I walk away and I'm like, wow, I just uh, gave them my whole life story. But I would rather do that than go through small talk. I don't mind being open, like vulnerable in that moment. But it's just, it's especially with artists. We we're in, we're interested in the in depth. We're we want to explore those those moments that are so I don't, they're deeper and there there's such a connection there that I think that's why it hurts so much is we have to undergo s- small talk. It's polite. I mean, to just suddenly turn the conversation into something deep throws a wrench into people who are not used to that sort of thing. Right. So I mean, small talk can be inclusive. It can be, it's, it's fair grounds conversation, but then I try to pick my way into deeper conversations I find because yeah, I, I just can't stand it. I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, take apart your we're artists and so we hate small talk thing mm-hmm. that we want something more with one question. Sure. So what are you working on? Oh, I just choked on my water. <laughs> right, because that's the that's the artist uh, uh, small talk. Oh, it is. It's not weather. It's it's not it's not yeah. It's not weather. It's not sports. It's not whatever. It's 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 our it's our business and that's our small talk. Yeah, I mean like I unless you're the media or unless you're a potential patron of my art, I don't know how to talk to you about that. Oh, that was a good one, Phil. I mean, and it's one of those ones that you know what, I've fallen victim to it all the time. Like I've I've done it. If I'm in a room full of artists and I'm, you know, what are you working on? And it's the question that I hate being asked because chances are um that the answer, the truthful answer is I have a bunch of things on the go, but I think I've played more video games than I have worked on that lately. So don't judge me for that. Um, but instead I come up with, oh, you know, this and that, you know. Yeah, things here and there. <laughs> All right. Worst situation you've ever found yourself in and go. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing is that, like, there are so many – I can't pick one because there are so many situations where – you're sort of stuck deer in a headlights with faced with with um, with some uh, uh, small talk, and all you can do is 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 try to get out of it. Whether you are at a party and parties are things places where small talk tends to happen. One of the reasons, one of the many many reasons that I don't enjoy uh, uh, parties is because of the it, the mostly what we have is is a lot of small talk, mm-hmm. um, and also. Um, I hate the the coffee shop. I hate, I hate, oh, I hate meetings at work when we're just going to sit around for a couple of minutes before the thing goes. And everybody's like, so sports. So see the sports or the, um, how about the news or something? You know, you just, you just want to die inside. A little bit. Just be like, can we, I would be okay if we just sat here in silence until the person running this meeting arrived. I would be fine with that. Oh yeah, I'd rather I'd almost rather that. But then next, you know, everyone's actually partaking in it and now you're the weird one for mm. not coming into the conversation. I've had that pointed out like some like I'll be watching a work meeting just happening and I'm I'm one of those people again I like to sit back and just observe the conversation. If they're making small talk, I'm not going to mm. be a part of it. I'll listen, not going to talk. But then suddenly someone has to say it. Jess, you're really quiet. 
No, don't look at me. Here's here's how here's how I combat that. My trick to combating that if I'm in a spot and everybody else is engaging in small talk and I'm avoiding it, um, I will interject with like just oh uh huh yeah yeah yeah. That way I give the illusion of participating without actually having to engage in it. And I think that saved my ass from the whole, you're being really quiet. Why don't you give us your opinion on sports? Clever. You're clever. All smoke and mirrors with you, man. (laughs) I mean, it's, 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 it's worked for me just about, you know, I mean, otherwise, like, I don't know, like, what do I say? I I can I can totally derail it by going I I don't watch hockey I, or or something like that. Yeah, you know? I usually come back with um I I don't watch the sports mm. and then you, they usually back off at that point. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they sported pretty well. They they sported. It's good. And then that's it. And then yeah. they know. I try to I try to keep out of it. I, I used to I used to try to say something snide about about sports and sportsing and sports ball or something like that. Um, <laughs> but I kind of started to feel like you know what. These some people are passionate about sports, and I want to let them have that. Yeah, I it's I shouldn't be belittling them in the same way that um, I don't appreciate it when they refer to my theater as those little plays that you put on. Oh yeah, you know. So it's the it's sort of the same thing. So I try to let the sports people have their sportsing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just try to keep out of the conversation. So with that being said, then what do you find? is important when it comes to small talk. Why do we not so much? We, we know why we partake in it, but do you find that there's points where small talk is important? We need to have it. I think, I think we do. Um, it's sort of, I, I do think that it is a little bit of that, the, the dance of the first meeting. Mm. We have to say something when we meet somebody the first time and we can't immediately go into something interesting like um what was the be- what was the best thing that happened to you yesterday um mm-hmm. things like that like you can't you can't be like oh, i really you know you can't you can't like immediately go for like really interesting conversations you've got to dance around to find out where can can i converse with this person can we ease into something that's an interesting conversation i think it is an important part of the dance of the first meeting whether it's meeting somebody uh at at, at the office party for the first time whether it's um, going on a date for the first time. And I try to get off that stuff really quick. I think we mentioned before, but you do have to start with it. It's very true. I mean, like, especially when it comes to work. I mean, we do have an episode about networking for all of you new listeners. But I find that whenever we're going to network, small talk is important in that sense because, again, it brings you on that equal playing ground. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go into each other's personal lives, but it is a way to make it personable if that makes any sense. So I do think that small talk does have its place in like maybe the workspace, even mm-hmm. like you said, it's that first initial dance. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. There, there's way we know how they talk. We know we can get a sense of their personality, not fully who they are, but cause like you said, I mean, you can't just dive into the deep stuff immediately like me yeah. who overshares completely. But mm-hmm. I think for me, the other part of it is so at a work, work uh, environment, for example, is I, I'm very pretty insistent that I keep my work life and my personal life pretty separate. Right. I don't bring like my personal life to work much at all. Um, mm-hmm. And it takes a long time before people will like start to find out about real life for me as opposed to work life. So um, those kinds of uh, 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 small talk situations 
allow me to mask real life from work life. And that's just, you know, cause I, 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 you ever been, I mean, I've been in those situations where somebody just starts talking about the most inappropriate thing that they did on the weekend. And you're just like, you are just burying yourself. And you just stop talking right now. So people <laughs> who, who do overshare, but not necessarily in a good way. Um, they're not letting you get to, you know, I think it's, a, or they share whatever their drama is with their significant other. Small talk keeps us safe from that in a work environment. So it's not all bad. It's just yeah. difficult for us as introverts to, to navigate. Exactly. Well, we did have some good answers. We had a lot more outrage when it came to small talk for this one, but we, we did have a good answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of outrage on this. Oh, for sure. Like everyone could agree it was uncomfortable, save for one, but we'll save that answer for later. So Andy says, it depends on the situation. If I'm working behind the counter, so this is taking from the perspective of someone who who works behind the counter, which is great because we just mentioned that, but I know this interaction will be brief. If they start uh, if they start it, I will play off of them and try to make it clear I want to serve them and then the next guest quickly. If I'm the customer or I'm in the elevator and people try small talk, I still just play off of what they say, but don't make eye contact. Don't speak unless I need to. Silence is easier for me. 100%. Absolutely. That's that's the situ- like the stance I would take is I'm not going to engage more than I have to, yeah. but I'm going to make it clear I want this to end. Oh, oh God, do I ever want it to end? Oh. What, like on an elevator? I mean, the thing is that like the elevator is like... I hate people who talk on elevators because who talks on an elevator? I mean, really, we're just there. We don't need to be friends. We're just on the elevator going to our respective floors. There is no need to be like, so as soon as I hear anything like that, I hate the person with the passion of a million sons. Oh, so many times. It's shocking how many times actually someone has tried to pick up conversation with me in an elevator. Really? But it's so funny. Yeah, it's really funny though because I'm getting off immediately as soon as they get on. So they'll be like, oh, so um, yeah, it's kind of raining outside. Like, yeah, well, ding, there's my floor. And then that's, and it's just such a look of satisfaction for me of like, yes, I'm saved. Uh, Bronwyn says, uh, I can't work retail or in the food industry because of this. I can't do small talk. If I say the same things over and over, I get tongue-tied and say nonsensical things. Like I say, you're welcome when I should have said, uh, thank you. And so on. (laughs) I find every customer service job I've ever done has been a failure for me because I have difficulty having to talk to a lot of people all at once and strangers at that. I feel that frustration. I mean, frankly, working in retail as well, there's been many a times where I'll put phrases together like, you're welcome and have a nice day. So you'd be like, you're a nice day, welcome. Yeah. And like, I, don't, I have no idea what that was, but yeah. it, it, everyone's going to have it, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, especially when you don't really want to interact, you're not ready, you haven't even ramped up yet for it, it's going to happen. Have you ever, have you ever, okay, so I have, I have, you know, I work on the phone and stuff, but I've also... Um, done a few like in-person retail things, but I think the worst thing I ever said was when somebody said said bye, and I said, "All right, bye bye, I love you." <laughs> That's never happened to me. Oh my god, <laughs> it is it is actually the worst. Oh my gosh, Phil, what what did they what did they say? They didn't say anything. I think they just they I think they really, they knew oh. what happened, you know. But yeah. I think they were just like, now I have to get out of here as fast as possible. And you know what? I'm glad they did. 
Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think like the worst thing that's ever happened is like, I I think I accidentally said you're welcome when they didn't say thank you. And I didn't mean to. It came off so sarcastic. And I, I, yeah, I actually had to walk up. I was like, I'm so sorry. I actually just meant have a nice day. Mm -hmm. Take care. Please come back. I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even walked over and said anything. I would have just been dying inside too much to just do anything. Yeah, just let them hold it for a bit. Uh, I, I, you know what? Let them have it. Let them have it. They can tell a story about the weird person who did this thing, but. Oh. <laughs> uh, Gnome says talking about the weather can be fun and is often not fun, but the underlying principle is that it's helpful and comforting to talk about a common enemy. The weather is a pretty universal one, though occasionally it can be a common friend or at least shared acquaintance. The TTC is another useful one or traffic or pets. I'm a cat person, so mostly most of my pet stories are based in loving and en- en- enmity. Enmity. Oof. That was a hard one. <laughs> yeah, and no one... The, 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 I mean, I think that... I mean, we all have those times we talk about the weather. I think depending on the season... Um, arriving at work um, could start with a uh, a complaint about how cold it is, uh, how wet it is, or how hot it is. I th- those are usually done pretty quickly, but everybody's got to do it. If the weather is kind of shitty, everybody's got to come in and, and say their piece about it. And I think we just have to give everybody the space to do that. So we had a really positive, a really positive response to small talk. Um, Phil, how about you read it? You've got such a lovely reading voice. I am an introvert, but I have quite a different perspective than most on small talk, I think. I've worked in lots of places where making connections with people fast is part of the job, and I've gotten pretty good at doing that. One of my strategies is to remember that I actually really enjoy people. I love them. Yes, I may need my alone time, and yes, I'm very aware of my finite resources for relationship building, and yes, the tedium of meaningless interactions gets to me, but I treat small talk as just talking to people with the intent of learning something about them. Will I ever talk to this person again? Probably not. But I genuinely enjoy learning about people and making them feel comfortable and heard. I can't tell you how many times a customer or a client has told me really sensitive things within five to 10 minutes of meeting me just because I make it my mission to learn about them. Anything from current stress to the story of their birth, the birth of their first kid, I've pretty much heard it all. This way, I don't have to talk about the weather and the small talk seems much less like small talk. All of that being said, there are days when I can't muster the energy to do any of this, but fortunately, I'm able to get through it. When it comes to social, as opposed to professional small interactions, I actually find that much harder. I have a lot of difficulties with parties, loud places, but I have a very supportive partner, extrovert, who sort of helps me with that by being a conduit for conversation when I've exhausted my own resources. That was like the most positive thing I've ever heard all actually all day. That was the most positive. I love that. I do. I do see sort of um, Haley's uh, uh, like or, or tolerance of, of small talk in the professional setting, depending on, I'm not sure what Haley's mm-hmm. job is, but I imagine that it is either it's a cert, it's a customer service or serving or something like that mm-hmm. where you have to make a connection with people fast and so small talk really becomes very essential that way. Yeah. And I think it seems like she's really good at it in that um, for me, I would probably have small talk conversations up my sleeve. Like I can converse about this because mm-hmm. that's safe. And I know, you know, we can, I like I've practiced this one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like there's some times where I've actually walked into work 
with pre-conversations in mind, especially with where I worked uh, in terms of retail. It was very much, it was a very personal, like not very, I shouldn't say that, but it was, it very much relied on that relationship between service and customer. Mm. Um, so for me, it was, I sometimes had things at the ready. So if they asked, you know, Oh, how's your day going? Sometimes I would have like, a, if I'm not doing too well, you know, especially if like, I don't want to be there, I would practice saying, I, it, the day is going just as it should be. Mm. And then that's it. So I just have things ready to go, ready to say, if I'm especially not ready to do it, mm. but yeah, I could feel Haley's answer. It's nice when you make those little connections and the small talk actually leads to hearing about, yeah, like she said, the birth of like their firstborn or something, you know, you can hear something nice from them and it actually brightens up your day. So what does the internet have for us today? There's actually uh, quite a bit. Um, this is one of those instances where I think a lot of uh, introverts have something to say on this. Judging from the, the, the general tone of a lot of the responses that we did get where people uh, uh, really hate on small talk, mm-hmm. um, uh, introverts have a lot to say. On Intent Blog... With the article, 10 Creative Ways to Survive Small Talk, some options that I found there are uh, comment on a topic common to you, to both of you at the moment, the food, the room, the occasion, the weather. Yes, talking about the weather is cliche, but it works. How do you know our host? What brings you to this event? But keep it on a positive side. Unless you can be hilariously funny, the first time you you come in contact with a person isn't a good time to complain. And I, I think that we've... This is sort of similar to when we talked about networking and um, conversations that can happen there, um, like what brings you here, or or the one when you're the introvert standing on the on the sidelines and you look over at the other introvert introverts and say, "I hate these things, don't you?" Which also counts as small talk. Another one: comment on a topic of general interest. A friend scans Google News right before he goes anywhere that he might need to make small talk. So he can say, did you hear that Jeff Bezos is buying the Washington Post or whatever? And I mean, that's fine, but that always feels like that's homework. Yeah, because if that person doesn't know what you're talking about, you're kind of forced to explain and then it just kind of drags out into a longer conversation, especially because you don't know if that person's interested. I mean, frankly, I wouldn't care either way. Um, Ask a question that people can answer as they please. My favorite question is, what's keeping you busy these days? It's useful because it allows people to choose their focus, work, volunteer, family, hobby, preferable to the inevitable. What do you do? Okay. All right. I can see that. I can see that. Mm -hmm. A variant, the suggested variant, what are you working on these days? Uh, Which is the artist's um, dreaded. um, But I I guess that's sort of the same, but I don't, I, (laughs) I hate that one. Ask open questions that can't be answered with a single word. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's what small talk is, though. Sure. But I mean, a lot of the, you know, yeah, yes, but, you know, hey, how's the party? Good. Yeah. You know, yeah, you want to, yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't want those. Um, ask getting to know you questions. What newspapers and magazines do you subscribe to? What internet sites do you regularly visit? These questions often reveal a hidden passion, which can make for a great conversation. I'm not sure how I feel about this one. Okay. What, what are your thoughts on it? As an opener, what magazines or newspapers do you subscribe to? Seems hmm. like a strange question to ask. Um, okay. And 
what internet sites do you visit regularly? Um, that's not a question that I want to an- ask in case the person's answer after some shuffling and floor staring is Pornhub. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, kind of awkward. Like these are questions that are that that can lead to awkwardness. Also, I find that the the what newspapers or magazines do you subscribe to is a bit of an invasive small talk question. I, a, a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know how to answer. I don't think I'd know how to answer that either. I think I would be a little taken aback by it. It does feel a little personal. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not just stick to that? Yeah, I would just say let's stick to topics here. We're not trying to be friends. And I mean, like, you know, I don't know. what. Why was it? Why would it be important to know those sort of things about me? Yeah, I don't know. I think the yeah, idea is that that there it's a it's a getting to know you question which which maybe is supposed to reveal whatever you're passionate about or something you know but yeah yeah follow someone's conversational lead if someone obviously drops in a reference to a subject pick up on that thread confession mm-hmm. i have a streak of perver- perversity that inexplicably makes me want to thwart, thwart people in their conversational desires i'm not sure why for instance i remember talking to a guy who was obviously dying to talk about the time he'd lived in vietnam and i would just would not cooperate why not <laughs> i should have been thrilled to find a good subject for discussion i've done the same thing <laughs> i don't give into it it's like as soon as i know they're excited it's like i would just prefer it if you didn't want to bait me with it and just came out with it that's i I don't know i'm kind of the same way i thwart the discussion i shouldn't it's not a very nice thing to do sometimes it it halts the conversation but i just i just there's something satisfying in it i'm curious about that because you know to me the person if the person obviously wants to have that conversation, I kind of feel like, wh- why would you not let them? Um, let you know they're obviously like I I go to events and there's a thing that I might want to talk about, um, and I try mm. not to awkwardly like blurt it out. I don't want to be like, um, walk over to a group of people and and say, I went to Vietnam last year. Do you want to hear about it? Which is a strange way to open a conversation, um, but. Uh, I'm curious why you think you thwart that conversation. What is it about? What is it about it that, that that makes you do that? I'm a fan of tact. I'm a I'm a fan of tact. I don't mind if you want to talk to me about something. If you're super excited, awesome. Especially if you don't know the person too well, but you really think that they'd enjoy having the conversation with you. I am all for it. But it's when you're trying to hint at it that you want to talk about it, and that you there's like so. Have you been on any interesting trips lately? And that, or like, there's just those little hints of like trying to get at it because you want me to ask. No, I didn't. Did you happen to go somewhere interesting lately? I don't know what it is. It bothers me. On the other side of that, mm-hmm. I feel like by letting the person tell me they 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 have just taken the burden of small talk off me. Mm. And if somebody, if, if somebody goes, so been on any, any, uh, any good trips lately. And I'm like, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to say, no, have you. And mm-hmm. if you're like, yeah, I went to Vietnam. I could be like, tell me about that. And then I can sit back and not have to worry about talking about the weather or anything like that. I kind of would see that as a gift. Oh, that's fair that's so true phil you genius let them go let them go that takes the burden of small talk off you and maybe it will be something that's not small talk yeah 
see, like, just go for the ride with it. See, this is why I need this show. <laughs> I, I learn things. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we both learn things. Um, we do. Little did I know that Forbes <laughs> would have articles about small talk as an introvert. There are actually a significant number of articles about being an introvert in the workplace on Forbes.com, I've discovered. Um but this one was called An Introvert's Guide to Small Talk, Eight Painless Tips. And I'm not going to go over all eight, but there's a couple that uh, jumped out at me. Uh, channel your curiosity. Introverts tend to be curious people. They love digging deep, delving into topics that interest them, and learning what makes people tick. Channel your natural conversation uh, curiosity into small talk. When you ask, how are you? Or how was your weekend? Approach the conversation with generous, genuine interest. Carefully listen to the other person and provide a thoughtful response. If you show true interest, you'll invite further discussion and set a positive tone for future interaction. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I'm, I think there's definitely, there's ways to get the conversation to go a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. And it just, it doesn't have to necessarily, like I said, go full, full overboard with it. Right. But there's, there's that next step of personality to the conversation that I appreciate other than just that the shallowness of small talk. I really appreciate that. Well, it's an interesting thought because it sort of like takes the idea of small talk and turns it on its ear because generally small talk is a time filler and we don't actually need to listen to what the other person says. It's right. talk for the sake of talk to fill silence. This actually asking a question and listening to what the person says can actually lead to a conversation. And see, that's just it. And I, that's what I miss about actual conversations is that you do have to listen. And mm -hmm. there's that form of respect and communication that I really appreciate with, with that. So very sure. nice. Yeah, I, th I definitely I definitely think that, that, that seeing it as a conversation, because I know we all just want to get through it. Even the people who are starting it and even the people who are doing a lot of the small talk at the, at, at the party or whatever the function is, I do think that, that we don't tend to listen to the responses for small talk. Mm -hmm. And so this sort of does change that. Right. Another one of the suggestions, ask questions. Introverts tend to feel uncomfortable in the spotlight. They are often reluctant to disclose too much about themselves, especially to new people. So how can you start conversations to keep them flowing? The answer is simple. Ask questions. By allowing the other person to take center stage initially, you can build your comfort level and test the waters before sharing your own thoughts. If you feel uncomfortable, or fatigued mid-conversation, ask more questions and subtly turn attention away from yourself. But do not be tempted to let the other person do all the talking. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, honestly, even if it's something I'm not necessarily interested in, asking those questions still helps get through the conversation, though. Because mm -hmm. it, it, I mean, it makes the other person feel good. It makes them feel listened to and that you're taking an interest in them. And Although sometimes I can come off as a jerk on this thing, like I do want to listen to you. So asking those questions, I think, opens up the conversation to them. And it lets me just take that side step back and let you take the center stage. It's interesting. An okay. interesting thought is that, is that, um, yeah, the, like the, the, the listening thing, because, you know, we are curious and we do like listening. Um, mm -hmm. I've often been accused of interviewing people. Um, you always do, <laughs> but maybe that, maybe that comes from my other podcast. Um, but I find that, that, um, uh, 
most people like talking about themselves. Mm. And if you could just find a way into it, if you could find the thing that they like and you can ask them the right question, they will be willing to talk and, and again, take the burden off of you for the, for, for generating conversation. Mm. Sneaky. (laughs) I know I'm using podcast skills to get out of small talk. Ah, it's genius though. You need to, you need to run a masterclass on that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe eventually um journal.media tips for introverts on surviving small talk and there's a lot i love how most of the are a lot of the articles this is what tells me that most of these articles were written by introverts is because most of them are about surviving small talk or getting through small talk this is not like this is not like the extroverts being like well just stop being an introvert when you're at parties this is very much like introverts writing about how to survive for other introverts and I just love that survive is uh-huh. always used. Yeah, it's so, such a strong word and yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, we do, when we're faced with this sort of thing, it does feel like surviving. If you can get through it and not feel exhausted, you have survived. Yeah, you need a badge. You need a t-shirt. Oh my honestly. goodness. We should, have, we should have like uh, small talk badges for every time <gasps> you do. survive and be like, all right, yes, you survived the party. Here's your small talk badge. We should have merit badges for all of our topics. The party Could badge. You Oh my god, that'd be so That's awesome! So cute, I love it. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Um, so, abandoned things as generic as the dreaded "How are you?" or "Great weather today." Instead, dig a little deeper. Ask what your colleague has planned for the weekend. Ask them if they have any vacations coming up. Mention that you have a pet and ask if perhaps they have any. It's tricky to escalate your weather sure is nice today office relationships, especially if you've been somewhere for a while and frequently regurgitate this dull, exhausting small talk with someone for very months, for for many months. Um, Yeah, I mean, again, these are like ways to dodge the small talk, but they are Mm -hmm. questions that you can ask that don't, that masquerade as small talk, but can at least get more conversation going than weather or how are you. Yeah, we just need something to get, I don't know, the wheels, steam cooking here, mm-hmm. as my old mm-hmm. boss used to say. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I um, hated that one. Life Hacker, which is also a great resource for pretty much anything. Um, how can I turn small talk into a conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, one suggestion, share small details until one idea sticks. Instead of responding to a simple question like, how's it going with good, you Expand your reply with details about your day. For instance, you might say, good, I spent the morning kayaking and I'm feeling great. When you share a little piece of your story, you'll get one of two responses, a question about how it was or a disinterested, oh, cool. If they reciprocate your excitement, you can have an, you can have an, you can have, you have an in and can continue the conversation. If they don't seem interested, try revealing another detail until something sticks. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. First of all, uh, who, who's kayaking in the morning? That's awesome. I want to have a conversation with you. I'm curious about Is what that- they do for a living that they were spending the morning kayaking, or maybe that's just a thing. I don't know, a California thing or something like that. I don't know. I, I think so. Yeah. Being, have you met a Torontonian that has gone kayaking in the morning? I'm sure there are some, I see people doing strange things on the waterfront in the mornings. That's pretty fair. But I also don't know if I want to throw things at the wall to see what sticks though. Yeah, I'm not wanting to put that much effort into this conversation just to have a, 
oh, cool, like a disinterest in yeah. it, right? It just kind of feels disappointing and like a letdown. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Respond to what do you do for a living slash for fun with something you actually did. One of the most common conversation starters is, so what do you do? It's meant as a quick way to gauge the ways a person might be interesting. Depending on your job, this might be an easy response, but for many of us, it's a little more complicated. In my own experience, I found that most of my jobs require more than one or two words to answer because I've had very few jobs in my life where the job title explains what I do. Instead of responding to what do you do for a living by saying I'm a writer, I'll usually expand it by adding a few notes about what I wrote about that week or talk about an experience. Basically, instead of responding with where you work and your official position, come up with a story that exemplifies what you do for a living. I feel like in our line of work, it's already pretty interesting as it is. It already sparks enough questions. It sparks like when I tell somebody, I'm, you know, I mean, how do you feel about about this response to "I'm a performer"? Have I seen you in anything? Oh, <laughs> oh, that killed me. <laughs> You're killing me, Phil. You're killing me. But I mean, that's the, that's a small talk response to "I'm a performer." Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think like the last time I might, like someone said, so what do you do for a living? Like, well, you know, I'm kind of like an emerging artist, I would say. And they're like, Oh, like, what are you painting? Mm. And I'm like, oh, why does everyone assume like, just cause like I'm an artist, I'm a painter. Like that's just a general perception, I suppose, for people that are not in, involved in the arts. Right. It is because we so, use, we use the word artist in a specific context or most people use the word artist in a specific context. Right. Yeah. So it's just as soon as I say, like, well, I'm actually like more of a performance artist mm. and I self-produce. It's like, whoa, I've never met anyone that does that. I'm like, yeah, because not many people want to do it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I have, uh, I have started saying things like I do tech support by day and I'm a writer performer by night. Yeah, it's a good little, it's a good bio. Have we learned anything today, Jess? I think we're walking in out of this with the same thing that we walked in with. We hate it, but we all have our own little tips and tricks that help us get out of it. I feel like it's an innate survival instinct in all of us. All of us introverts have our own way of doing it. There's no right or wrong way. We just know that there's a certain decorum that we have to stay within when it comes to small talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, I, I don't feel like I, I necessarily came up with anything new about surviving small talk. Although, I think I think I will try to ask questions that are more interesting than, so what do you do? Or how about that sports team? Or the weather? Mm -hmm. At least in terms of trying to get uh, some kind of conversation going, if I have to. Obviously, I am still going to use my trick of um, of interjecting uh, verbal interjections while the small talk conversation is going on around me. Oh yeah, That's uh, and again, for example, yeah, 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 or <laughs> <laughs> I am so stealing that. Can I use your la like? Can I have a fill laughing button? Oh sure, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that. Um, awesome. I'm also occasionally also yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> Just to make that oh, then just, it, yeah. just noises that people feel just like you're involved. Yeah, <laughs> just just stick with that. Um, but I don't feel like uh, we particularly learned anything new, except that mm -hmm. um, 
this might be one of the few instances where I've been able to come away and say all of these articles were written by introverts desperate to try to figure out how to survive this terrible thing. Absolutely. We all can connect on one thing for sure. Small talk. <laughs> the bane of my existence. Yep. <laughs>